let's run it. It's FT Live, Braun Kratz, and introducing the great Jerry Blevins is a guest host with us today, and just the most perfect timing by the FT fam to know when David Stearns was going to be joining the Mets, kind of officially. But Jerry, how you doing, man? I'm good. I I told them to hold back on the signing until I go live here. They they tried to push it back, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it as is. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, it's really great to have you, dude. Looking forward to your uh, uncensored takes here on uh, foul territory for the day. We're going to talk to Brandon Woodruff coming up in just a sec. Um, and also later, we'll talk to Kike Hernandez. A lot of news to get to. Um, Woody's going to join us in just a moment. Very also timely to have Woody on today. Yeah. Big Woo, David yeah. Stearns. Let's go. This yeah, is it. Exactly. Exactly. So um, we'll ask Woody about it and then we'll get to our takes on David Stearns, which I, I guess the one thing I'll throw in there while while we're waiting for Woody, he's just about ready to go, is Bob, Nighting, Bob Nightingale goes, worst kept secret in baseball. Right. <laughs> Finally happening. Like nobody's going to, nobody's going to give this one. <gasps> what? <laughs> I, I think it is a shock that the that the New York Mets actually got their guy, though. You know. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's, That's a fair. Good, a little I bit like of a that. shocker. Yeah. Right. Like you could have all of this kind of lead up, and then it's oh, he decided he wants another year to hang out, hang out with you the know, fans. Who knows, right? Or just um, take over the team that he grew up watching. That. Yeah. Plus, the money is probably good too. Let's bring in our first guest right off the jump here on FT Live. Um, it's Brandon Woodruff. First of all, Woody, welcome back, man. We haven't talked to you since since the grand comeback, so we have a lot to get to. How you doing? And the beard's looking real strong for you. Yeah, uh, no, doing good. I, I feel like, it, yeah, it has been a while. So um, schedule just hasn't worked out, but it worked out great this morning and some uh, some good timing. Hell yeah. Good timing on so many fronts. So we'll get to you. I know you'd rather talk about others that you're friends with. So let's start here. <laughs> You knew David Stearns for a long time. So does the guy next to me. Right. Um, tell us about what he's like and what you think about the news. And do you agree it's the worst kept secret in baseball for a while? I, I don't think it's the worst. <laughs> I think it's been out there for a little bit now. Um, I saw the news this morning and, um, you know, he David is is he's an awesome guy. Look, he's very, very smart and he knows what he's doing. Um, I go back to 2018 and I was up and down, I think five or six times that year. And I didn't really understand why I was having to go through that. Um, but looking back on it now, I think every, every decision that, that, you know, David made and, and the people helping him, um, it was for a reason. And I mean, he's. He's one of the best in the game. He took he took Milwaukee, who, you know, we're not a big market team, but we went to the playoffs, you know, there four years in a row, missed it by a game, essentially in 17. And then, you know, last year, missed it by a game or two there at the very end. So what he has done, you know, with his short time in Milwaukee was just with, you know, what the resources he had is, is honestly unbelievable. And, um, you know, David David's a good, good guy. And, uh, you know, he's... Like I, like I mentioned, very smart guy. And, you know, now that he's – it's going back home for him. So, um, you know, it's, it's, that's good for him. Can a country boy like you see yourself playing for the Mets? Because, <laughs> I mean, this is – I mean, I get it. Like, you can say all this nice stuff about him. But, right. you know, somebody – Big Will's going to be a free agent. 
And they don't got Cracker Barrel up in up in New York, right around Queens. There, you got to get out of town a little bit to get Cracker Barrels. <laughs> I mean, we we were just there uh, a couple of days ago for the Yankee series, and it was uh, let's just say the the place is 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 not like home. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm definitely not used to New York. Um, it's it's a place that kind of overwhelms me a little bit, but um, you know, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, Woody, this is Jerry Blevins. Uh, I wanted to say, I speak on behalf of uh, a former Met. I'm also a country boy from Ohio a little bit. Yeah. There are Cracker Barrels to be had. And okay. And their, their, uh, their clubhouse can have that catered in for you. I'm sure that would be doing it. But uh, is there a sense for you? I know free agency is is further on the horizon. You're, you're right. focused on now. Um, but is it, are you wide open to, to working with Stearns again? Is that something that you would even consider or is that, you know, one of the back burners on, on just getting through the season healthy and, and strong and winning for the Brewers? Oh gosh, man, this is, you know, it's crazy to sit here and think about having this conversation of, um, free agency as a ball player. That's like your dream to get to, right. You know, that's, you, you have the privilege of, um, you know, picking where you want to go but you know that is literally the furthest thing from my mind right now um that is so far in the distance right now and i'm completely focused on this team and uh trying to get back to the playoffs you know i, I think after last year leaving that sour taste and in, in our mouths uh, you know we want to get back there bad um uh, and you know we're coming down the stretch here where the cubs are playing well we're, we're playing well and you know it, it just seems like there's going to be um, that last series at the end of the year, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, pretty intense. We'll see what happens, but, um, no, I'm completely focused on our team and, um, trying to win baseball games at the moment. How focused were you in the ninth inning yesterday oh. when you got, when you were, uh, getting ready to do something? I'm going to ask you some numbers for after, yeah. after this, but how focused were you last, last night? gosh super weird you know how you know how baseball just really works like we just we just no hit the yankees through 10 and the third innings the day before and then ended up losing in 13 innings and you know it was a long game we get back it was funny i was talking to my wife Joni, and i was like i just had one of the worst throwing programs that i had all year the day before uh in new york it was raining out didn't didn't feel great. My changeup was crappy. Uh, and then show up, and I'm like, you know, I don't know how today's going to go, but I'm going to go out there and see what happens. And, you know, lo and behold, first career complete game shutout. And it's just the game of baseball is so funny. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, a, it, was, it was a good day yesterday and just thankful to, to, to be able to get through that one. But, yeah, I was, I was nervous as all get out, man. I, was, I think once I realized, you know, I'm going back out for the night, um, and I knew this game was mine and, you know, it kind of set in there and I've never been in that position before. My heart's just racing for no reason other than I just really wanted to finish the game bad. And the first two pitches weren't even close to the ninth inning. And I, I had to like step off for just a second. I'm like talking to myself like, good Lord, just throw the ball over the plate, man, you know? And, um, so yeah, that's what I that's what I had to do and just try to get back to throwing the ball over the plate and was, you know, lucky enough to finish it off. Yeah, you know why you've never been in that situation before? Because you've had one manager in your entire career. <laughs> you know how many complete games counts is allowed to happen? 
Let's see. Jimmy Nelson was one. I watched it. Uh, well, Adrian Nelson. Hauser. Yep. Adrian Hauser. And then uh, I would say myself last night. So there's probably only been, if, unless there's more than three, I don't, I don't know the, the other ones. It's four, but it was before you. Jungman, Jungman was okay. out there. That was okay. like his, I think that was Counts' first year. But okay. Yeah, Counts just, Counts isn't going to let you get that CG. And you were like, how much fighting was it? Was it like you and Hookie going, hey, uh, you know, let, let me go back out there? Or were they like, hey, you got 90 pitches. Do you think you're going to be able to do okay when you're back out there? So I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, we had the long inning there in the sixth that, that put us up. Uh, I guess it was 11 nothing or whatever it was at the time. Um, and the conversation was, you know, I'm not oblivious to what's going on. I know my pitch count's good. I know kind of what's, what the conversations are in the dugout between the pitching coaches and, and counts and what's going on. And there's a big lead. Um, you know, do we send him back out there or, you know, the, the game's kind of in hand. I understand all that's going on. Um, but also too, as a competitor, I, there's zero chance I'm, wanting to come out of the game. So after the six, there was a conversation of, Hey, you know, if there's another long inning, you know, maybe, maybe this will it, this may, might be it or whatever, you know, ask me how I was doing. I said, I'm doing good. So then I get through the seventh, a little bit of a longer inning after the long, uh, sit in the dugout and then go back out for the eighth. And it was just like a, like a eight pitch inning. It just happened like super fast. And, so then that's where the, that's where coming in, I could see counts kind of pacing around a little bit in the dugout and wanting to go to the phone. And I kind of just looked at him with a look. And so then once I get in, I do my normal thing, sit my glove down and stuff. And then, um, he, he, he looks at me or I look down at the end of the dugout and he, he kind of wait, you know, motions me into the, to the tunnel. <laughs> he starts going, he's like, Hey, you know, this is, um, uh, you know, kind of, kind of talking about they might go to the bullpen and I kind of, I just give them the look. I'm like, counts. I got it. I said, I got this. I want to finish it off. And he sit there and he thought about it for a second. And he goes, okay. He goes, not a pitch over one Oh five. And I said, <laughs> how many pitches am I at? I didn't even know how many pitches I was at. I knew it was kind of low. And I was at 91 pitches. I said, okay, I got it. I'm going to finish it off. And so then it's like, all right, you know, I know I got like 14 pitches here to work with. They've been aggressive, so let's just go out here and finish this thing off. And, man, my heart was racing. Couldn't throw the ball over the plate. And I'm thinking, my God, like, I'm going to ruin this, this, this ninth inning. And then I get, it, I get an out, or I get a pop-up, I get another out. And then, uh, of course, you know me, Kratz, like, I, if it comes down to it, man, I'm throwing the heater. Like, that's... Uh, if the whole stadium knows it's coming, it's probably coming. That's just how I've always been. So I probably could have threw the rosin back there, O two, um, to 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 try to wrap that thing up and gave up a base hit. And then I had a broken bat, and the bat almost hit me in the bat in the back. I fall <laughs> over, I slip, and I'm thinking to myself the whole time, like, man, I'm not going to get this done. So then two outs comes up, and. Uh, and Gary Hampson just hit that, that single up the middle and I'm at a, 104 pitches and I'm very well aware of what's going on. And I look up and I see William coming out, you know, to the mound and I'm like, I'm like cussing myself in my mind and I look over to the dugout and I don't see counts coming out. So then I look back at William, like what the heck's going on? He's kind of pointing at himself like, Hey, I, I called it, you know, just to 
give you a break. So then once I realized that was going on, I was like, all right, I'm getting this done right now. And um, we had a brief discussion about what we wanted to do first pitch. And he suggested change up. I said, nope. I said, I'm throwing a first pitch fastball. Let's get this over with. And lucky enough, he popped it up and was able to finish it off. And um, I, I went one pitch over the limit. Just kind of funny how it works out. Uh, you mentioned that that you wanted to – you took a step back after those first two pitches coming back out into the night. Yeah. You wanted to reset yourself. Like what are those like things that you say to yourself, especially with the new pitch clock and that that minimal amount of time to be able to readjust? What is it that you said to yourself to get back onto that strike? Um, <laughs> kind of lighthearted, just like, come on, man. Like throw the ball <laughs> over the plate. Quit being an idiot. Just like you've been doing it all night and just settle yourself down. It's kind of very, very brief and innocent in a way. It's just like, all right, lock back in. Take your time, knowing I got 15 seconds here, so it happens pretty quick. But uh, nothing crazy other than just get back to what you've been doing the whole night. Is it just uh, just for fun? Is it uh, in the third person? Or are you saying, "All right, Woody," or "All right, Woo, let's go"? Or is it, is it you can do this? You know, I I don't exactly remember. I, I do sometimes refer to myself as as I'm like, "Come on, Big Woo, man, that gun, like, let's get in here and and throw the ball over the plate." And I mean, it wasn't even close. Like I, like the first two pitches, I was like, my God, my heart is like racing, you know? And, um, yeah, just, just, to come on, man, let's, let's get back over the plate and, and try to make some pitches. And that was about it. Yeah. Brent, when, when do you ever, do you ever get out there and call yourself by your first name or just like by your fictitious Marvel made up name of big woo? <laughs> I think honestly, you know, it's, if I do, if I do, if I do call myself, I'm not definitely not saying Brandon. I, I, I would more lean towards <laughs> towards Big Woo. So that's just what everybody calls me in the clubhouse, and I, you know, it's just it's just kind of what what I go by. Has Joni ever called you Big Woo? No, 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 no. Come on now, <laughs> wifey. Yeah, that's why. No, 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 no. Yeah, she can't. I don't. I don't know. That's and if she did, I would. I'd be like, that's kind of strange. That's only for the boys, you know. <laughs> let, let the boys you would, say that you would you would, you would you're make pushing sure. you're, you're pushing your boundaries right now you're <laughs> kids no not old enough yet she wouldn't call you big woo no 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 she just turned three uh oh, last yeah. thursday so yeah she's she's growing up that could happen though because oh, she's be at great. the ballpark she hears it right she's aware of what's going on and honestly yesterday was the first time that joni has not watched me pitch a home, you know, game at uh, in Milwaukee since I've been up. That was the first one. She's she's back home in Mississippi. Uh, Kyler just started school, and um, this is my first September being by myself. And you know, since I've been up, so uh, I told her I was like, "Well, you know what I'm going to say? Like, you're you're mm -hmm. just going to have to stay home." So uh -huh. uh, sorry, you're just going to have to stick it out and hold it down in Mississippi until I get back home. <laughs> Jo look, looks like Joni's not invited into American she's not fan invited. field. Nope. She's not invited. Maybe the playoffs, just not when you're starting. That's right. She can stay at home. That's fine. She can stay at home in Milwaukee. Boy, you are, you are, <laughs> you're barking up a tree. I know you can't climb. I know. I know. She knows I'm, she, yeah, yeah. I better be careful here. You, you better be careful. Now, was she in the park when... Your boy Burnsy got taken out in the eighth inning, and did you say that's how Big Woo 
does it after your game last night. When, no, 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 come no. Come on, no. you didn't say anything to Burnsy. No, no, nothing. Look, man, you know this game's this game's the dead gum hard. Like, look, it just to be able to go out there and get outs like that is it doesn't it, it rarely happens. Um, and you know how it works, man. It's that's why I don't take, take try to not take an outing for granted. It's it's uh, go out there pitch to pitch and and just see what happens. And last night was a good outing, and, and you know Bernsey and and the rest of the guys the other day. And Yankee Stadium, it was unbelievable. It was nasty. And all I'm trying to do is just, you know, after a long game using the pen, I'm just trying to give our team a chance to win and get deep into the game. Um, and that's my only thought. And it just worked out last night the way it did. Okay. So, Wifey might have to, you know, skip some starts to see if this continues. Right, And right. there are personal catchers in the sport. I don't think there are any personal third basemen, but we also did have a debut yesterday. So, I'm wondering if for your next start, we have to see that same man – uh, at the hot corner for you. Well, yeah, he made it. He made that nice play there in the. Uh, I believe it was the second inning where he charged in, and we uh, made the Marlins, you know, use a challenge there early on. So uh, now Josh made some great plays yesterday, man, and he's 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 a ball of energy, and um, you know I think he's going to insert himself right in the middle of this lineup and do do just fine for us. So um, it was good, kind of. Getting to the ballpark, getting a new guy, a guy that has done a lot in the game of baseball, won an MVP. Um, so we're getting a we're getting a great baseball player, and uh, you know we're trying to trying to take advantage of this stretch run. Has he done anything crazy yet in his not, long not, long illustrious? You're waiting for it. I can see well, it in hey, your eyes. You're waiting not for yet. something. Not yet. Everybody's him, heard him Donaldson's Mur stories. Right. Him and Murph have already had their their brief interactions early on. So you what know did, if you Murph can do? imagine. That. Just, you know, they, they played against each other. Uh, well, Murph, you know, when he was at Arizona State and Josh was at Auburn, um, Donaldson was just, he, he was just, he, from what he remembers, just how crazy Murph is, you know, being a college coach. Same guy, as you know, Kratz. Like, yep. he hasn't changed in all these years. He's just talking about how he was in, in the dugout and how crazy he was and, and he, then he said after the series, he's like, I, I guess this was in like the regionals or something. He's like, he's recruiting me to come play at Arizona State. He's like, look, man, he's like, I think you can, you know, you can come over here and play for me, you know. So uh, just all the stuff that, that uh, you know, Murph does. And it was, it was kind of funny. So Incredible. Um, what was it like to witness the no hitter that just kept going on and on and ended up in an L. And overall, I also felt like the game didn't get that much national attention. Oh, I was Sunday, so it was week one of NFL, I guess. Yeah. But I was like, damn, this is like freaking crazy. And it didn't nah, get man. a ton of pub. It's, it's, it, you know, it's kind of one of those, one of those games you can kind of tell early on, like it was going to be a good day for Corbin. Um, we've, I've gotten to watch him pitch a lot over the, you know, the last few years. And you can kind of tell right from the beginning, like, it's going to be a good day. And once you get through that sixth inning, that's when you start. I would say once you get through six, um, that's when it starts getting a little, um, you, you, you know, it might could happen. And of course, as baseball players, we're whatever we did the inning before, whatever went right, like we do the same thing. So, you know, it's, we're we're going through that whole routine, and then and then and then that we're starting to play it out in our minds. Like, okay, what if we don't score here? Are they going to send him back out? Because then he would have to go back out for the tenth to complete it. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, just the way the game unfolded was was really it was crazy, man. I've never seen anything like it, and I don't know if it was a record or anything in terms of um, what had gone on. But and then you and then you got the play uh, that Freelich and and Weimer went after in right center oh, yeah. that was like unreal. It's like you got two wrecking balls coming in, and there was no way they were going to let that ball drop. And it's like we're sitting here in the dugout, and we're like we're just witnessing like. Like, this has to happen, you know? Like, even if it's an 11 inning no-hitter, like, this thing, ha- we have to pull this off. And, you know, anyways, they ended up getting a hit, and, and we go into to the 13th and ended up walking us off. But um, just, yeah, it was a crazy day. It could have been could have been really, really special. Those are special moments, and it's so rare to be involved, to be around one. Is Corbin one of those guys? I know I played with DeGrom Every yeah. fifth day, it felt like he was, you know, if he was on, you could see those moments. Is, is Corbin kind of like that? So every fifth oh, day yeah. you see him, you're like, well, we're in for something special today. Yeah, you can usually tell pretty pretty early on, like, all right, he's got his stuff today. Um, look, he's a magician with, with spinning the baseball. Like, that's, that's what he does. Like, um, I do the two different fastballs, but he is like – he can basically invent breaking pitches and spin the crap out of it like that. That's just what he's good at. And, you know, once he gets going and, and he's locating that cutter well and he's throwing those breaking pitches off of it, man, it's it's really tough. And you can tell, like you said, it's it's pretty early on. And and then it's like, man, if they scratch across a couple of hits, it's like that's you know, that, that kind of feels like a letdown in a way. It's like that's that's how good his stuff is. So, um uh, yeah, you could tell pretty early on that it was going to be a good day, and and once they come out swinging early, he's he's got that that cutter that just doesn't find the barrel. So it's like easy weak contact uh, ground ball outs, and yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, Woody, great catching up, man. Good to see you yeah. again. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks or whatever it is. Obviously, looking forward to it and keep doing your thing. I mean, playoffs right around the corner, man. Right, let's make this a routine. Let's uh, yeah. try to pitch well and hop on. So. <laughs> That's the routine. Hey, we'll do it. We have yeah. to do it once a week. We'll do it. We, you know. That's right. You hold us to it, and we'll keep Joni out of the stadium. <laughs> right, right. Keep her out of the stadium. <laughs> it works. She might. She'll she see. might be watching right now. I don't know. Um, she, I told her to tune in. If she, yeah, she she, she'll, she'll have to take it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. She might be mad. You just <laughs> no. owe her a gift. That's no. All. But if you're pitch, if you're shoving, she'll she'll lead it, oh, and no. then she'll right. save the day if she's needed. She'll, she's a she'll come in there. She's know? she's a she's a baseball wife. She understands. She gets yep. it. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Woody, good to see you, dude. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Cheers. Brandon Woodruff of the Milwaukee Brewers with us on FC Live. Man, Brewers have had a week. There's, and and like they almost swept the Yankees in that game that we were alluding to the, the no, no hitter, hitter yeah. slash if they had gone to the 11th inning and gone no 11 no hits that would have been the record like they they were had an opportunity to break the record and they were mitigating the through the like whole like ghost runner the zombie runner on second exactly to still allow like, no knocks to allow all that in yankee stadium like it was it was awesome it was, it was awesome. That's what it like the the fact that they got through the the you know the Manfred runner on second base clean. I was like, oh, it, come on, put a scratch a run across, please. For for he owns it. Let him do it. All right, let's get some Jerry perspective on this story as we want to jump into the news that we heard about Alec Manoa, who's going through it this year. And I will say one of 
There's your hot corner. We're sizzling. One of my favorite players to watch over the last couple of years. Like he's he's a big dude. He eats innings. Bulldog mentality. Right away into the league, Alec Manoa's like, yo, you want to fight me? Like, bring it. I'm six I'm six. Like, brings the heater. Kind of old school mentality when he entered the sport and just has not been able to find it this year. And uh, according to Jeff Blair, who covers the team for Sportsnet, he said Manoa never reported to AAA when he was optioned on August 11th because he was upset about the decision. He reportedly has not even been throwing bullpens or side sessions. It's unlikely that he'll pitch in a game again this year. Now, this is a full month later. I'm actually surprised the news didn't come out sooner. I'm sure we'll have more context on this and, and the frustration level is high for him. But Jerry, your thoughts on this and also... I mean, there's got to be some type of agreement, I figure, with the team because you can't just not show up if you're not hurt. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. You know, um, I've been a fan of Manoa for a long time. I, I like the way he approaches the game. Uh, I like the excitement. I think it's good for baseball. This one is a tough look for me, though, because I've been on that end. I've been sent down, optioned down, whether I felt it was uh, necessary or not. You got to show up and they give you three days. You get three days to, to, to report. And some of those days I made sure that I took them because it was like a mental rest, not just logistics of getting to your other city, but it's, it's for you to show up and not be a bitter teammate because you don't want to go to AAA. There's guys down there that, that are working their butts off too, that think that they're being left behind. You don't want to be a bitter teammate at all. And so it's strange. I hope there's a little bit of story behind it on why he didn't show up or why he's not throwing. They said that they had to to put him on the like restricted list so they can bring somebody up because he was just soaking up a spot. It's a tough look for me that he didn't come out and show up for his guys in AAA because they're they're trying to do the same thing. Baseball's a grind. It's not just about you. It's a team sport. And so that that's the hard part for me is seeing Manoa kind of diss his teammates in AAA. So I hope he's okay. I hope there's a, a deeper story to it, but that for me is a tough look. I always felt like that three days that they that they put in there under the CBA, like I always said, you know what? I'm gonna take my three days, whether it's me showing up. You could you can sometimes you can show up the next afternoon, like that afternoon, like for the end of the night game if you get fired in the morning. <laughs> but for me, like that three days was always like, even if I'm there. If by the end of those three days you're not mentally checked in, you're exactly what you said, Jer. Like you're doing a disservice to not only your career, but the other dudes that are out there grinding it out. And it's a such it can be a selfish time because you're pissed about not going, like not being in the big leagues and getting sent down. But there's 26 other guys in AAA that are like, dude, I haven't even been to the big leagues, or I should be up there too. And it's you're right. You need those three days. But yeah, I, I hope it's, I hope it's not, so, I hope the organization comes out and says something. This was just Jeff Blair, you know, reporting it. You'd want to see the organization come out and say something and be like, ah, uh, you know, we had a talk. There's some mental resets here for, cause he was in the all-star game last year. He was mic'd up in the all-star game last year. And now he's getting sent down to AAA on August 11th. Also my problem though, is that when you're not transparent about what's going on and you let it linger for a while, you allow other people to control the news. That's the one issue. So if the team would come out and say something, 
And now it's come out already. Still, a response from the team to clarify what's going on really helps. You also, I mean, I think there would have been scrutiny regardless, but you could say, hey, you know what? Just couldn't get things right on a lot of fronts. It's not hurt. We just decided to shut it down. I think people would have said, okay, because what he's doing right now is not helping the big league club. You're, you're running out of time at this point and you just do a reset. You don't even have to give that much context after that, right? It doesn't have to be an injury. It doesn't even have to be, you know, he's stepping aside. He's going through it mentally. None of that has to be explained. Like we saw what happened on the field. If they just said, hey, we decided mutually to shut it down, that's okay too. To me, when you get this story, it means the Jays want him there and he doesn't want to be there. And there's some tension between the two sides. So, something. And again, we're creating this narrative. Because that, we don't cause know. Because they, they don't. It's And this is probably our fault for not paying attention to exactly what happens in every single transaction of all 30 teams. Like, they should, like we should have heard about this on August 17th. Correct. And just make a statement. Just make a statement. This is what this is about. Like, it's real. I struggled this year. I didn't struggle. Or even, I don't want to talk about it. This is something that me and the team are going to work through together. From Or me and, me and Manoa, we're going to work this together. We talked to his representatives, and this is where we're going from here. We don't need an answer. Just say something. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So we'll uh, probably cover it tomorrow if we get any more news because I'm sure all the writers and insiders now are hopping on this and making their phone calls. So I want to hit your thoughts on the David Stern story. Both you and you both have good connections to this, of course. And we got to talk to Brandon Woodruff right off the top. So congratulations to the, yes, worst kept secret in baseball. First, let's cover the Mets side of this. Jerry, you do a lot of work covering the New York Mets. Um, your thoughts on this. And also, I will just point out the timing for Jets fans, because there are many Jets, Mets fans. There's a lot of crossover there. They had a, a fun but then devastating 24 hours with them losing their quarterback. They need some hope. And Steve Cohen, I think, I don't think that's exactly why it happened, but th- the timing of it is nice. And He, he read the room. He gets brownie points <laughs> for making this into news on a day when there is definitely a lot of sobbing from Jets fans. So welcome to the party, 38-year-old David Stearns, president of baseball ops, to run the Mets into their next playoff baseball team. I saw a lot of tweet on my uh, a lot of tweets uh, on my feed from Mets fans saying like let's protect this guy's Achilles. I think he can I think he can do his job even with a, a torn Achilles. I think he can come through. But it's a big signing. It's it's a good a good thing because ironically or or very Mets like they've they've made it public for the last few years that he's been their target uh the Brewers said you can't talk to him he's under contract all these things um but he's been their target he's he's the guy that they want uh when they brought Sandy Alderson over to be the president they wanted somebody to step in and, and take over that role and he's a he's a local guy he, he's a Manhattan born guy he wants to root for the Mets growing up this is like either the greatest thing ever or, or, or a little bit scary, but I think he's, he's made it perfect transition because Mets fans finally get who they were targeting. I think they've done a decent job of, of holding down the fort until then, but to finally get the guy that you've been, been going after to kind of set the entire table because the president of baseball ops, he's going to delegate everything that goes on in the organization from scouting, from player development, from amateur scouting, all the above and uh, they think they have their guy, a super smart guy. I'm sure Kratzy can can attest to that. Um, I think it's a great fit. 
Uh, and it's very exciting news for me that covers the Mets because uh, I think it's the right direction. And I think Mets fans should be very happy. And I think they are today, regardless of uh, their Jets fandom or not. It's a good day to be a Mets fan. It is a good day to be a Mets fan. I can, you know, there's very few people in baseball that you're like, man, like I can really back this guy. Most GMs have this like arrogance that you're like, I just don't know how to take him. Stearns has that confidence without it being arrogant, and he has such a connection, one-on-one connection. Is that going to be tough in New York in New York City? No, because he's from there. He understands. He understands. The way you have connection in baseball is you have to be able to connect with so many people. He can understand how to connect with Scott Braun. He can understand how to connect with a backup catcher. He can understand how to connect with a reliever. And that's when you bring that into New York City, when you bring that into the organization that has lacked, in my opinion, from an outsider standpoint, lacked this severely because it's been that like, well, we're the Mets or, and I'm the X, you know, this is my job title with the Mets. I don't need to have this like holier than now kind of thought process. We all make mistakes and he does such a good job of, saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I did make a mistake there. And that is refreshing. And I think it's going to be refreshing for New York. And the best part is for Stearns. He's he's basically grown up in this position as a kid going to the candy store with his own money in his pocket and being like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this. Now, Uncle Steve (laughs) is like, hey, here you go. Here's your money. And he's going to be like, I get I'm going to buy one of these. I'm going to buy one of these. I'm going to get this. This is going to work out well. And it really is going to be exciting to watch because the Mets don't want a World Series. The Mets want to supplant the Yankees as the most popular team in baseball. And with a guy at the helm like Stearns, who's only 38 years old, it's not like you're getting a decrepit GM who's got like, one and a half more years at the helm and is just going to buy every free agent and see what happens. He's going to build this thing to the point that I think he could do the job that Cashman has done with the Yankees. And if that is the success that I think the, the Mets are looking forward to. Yeah. I think that you nailed it on a couple of fronts. One being that they want a world series, but more importantly, they want to be in a position to contend for a world series year in, year out. You think about when Friedman left Tampa to go to L.A., they wanted something like that because they have the smarts to build it from within, and now they have the pockets to build it and create it from free agency. They can fill those gaps there. I think that was the key. But, Kratzy, you mentioned um, his ability to connect. Now, I haven't met Stearns personally, but there was a guy that I that resonated that made me think of that when you said that is Farhan Zaidi. When I was in Oakland yes. – He was coming up. This guy is smarter than everybody I've ever been around, but he could talk to me at my locker and chat about anything, connect and be able to speak to guys that speak Spanish and and relate to them and and transfer what he's thinking organizationally, what they need out of you. And he says, hey, can you do this for us? And that ability to communicate is what I loved about Farhan. And you can see the success that he's having in San Francisco. If, if that's what you're getting from David Stearns, an ability to be not only the smartest guy in the room, but be able to, to communicate that to an individual basis. And, and whether they're a high school graduate, whether they come from the Dominican, 
whether it's, you know, somebody that's uh, graduated from uh, an Ivy League school, to be able to communicate what you want from them is, is a big step. So if he can do that, uh, I, I think there's good things in the future for the Mets. Well, I don't know, you know, you don't know Stearns. I know Stearns and Zaidi, and Farhan is exactly how you said it, and they are both in the same ilk. So mm-hmm. you you are you should be excited as a Mets fan. Good. That's great. Yeah, except Jerry said he's got fantasy football, and Zaidi apparently was like is a legend. Yeah, a legend. I text him. I still like text out him out of for... leagues or something like that because he's too good, which is insane. Because you know, don't tell NFL owners because they might hire him to be a GM. It, it might, it might, it might pay a tick more, but yeah. I think the Giants <laughs> one in there too. But yes, he is a he is a savant. Let's slap. We can do it right here. I know, but I, I like. That was for me. Yeah. Kratz said we can we can do slap hands for real, but my thing is right. One is for Jerry, and then also it's for it's for the FT fam. That's yeah, but I never have anybody here afterward. Right? No, I know you. Normally, you I'm enjoy. so lonely, like like Jerry's. <laughs> look look how lonely he looks. Although that hair doesn't look lonely. Yeah. So the days you, you've got all the muscle. I'll take the hair. Is that is that really is that? See, I have hair. My issue is <laughs> I I have hair. I just got too tall for my hair. You know, trees don't grow <laughs> past a certain like like look how much taller I am than Scott. Well, if you had hair, you'd be out of the shot. So that's just all that. eyebrow. Is that what you're saying? No, no, that's just where it stops. Yeah, it's just yeah, like gotcha. from here down. Like my <laughs> the altitude got too high. All right, ready for this? So um, this is pretty new, but we are on AMP. You can get the app free ninety nine, as in free. Someone said the other day, Did you say three nine. No, free. no, no, free. Uh, AFL territory zero. Dollars. If you want to follow us and listen to the show live on the go, it's like radio on your phone, and then you can also call in. So we have our caller for the day at the end of the show, and you can unmute yourself and say what's up. So what's your name? What's your favorite team? And what is your question or comment? What's up, guys? Uh, my name's Elliot. Um, my question is, which team do you think will take the final spot in the AL and in the wild card? Okay. Thank you, Ellie. Good stuff. Um, are you ready prediction-wise for what you want, final AL and NL wild card position? I, I mean – it, um, if Jerry, Jerry, do you want me to take it first, and then you yeah, can? Yeah, please do. Uh, let, show me how it's done. Oh, well, I don't know. Show how it's done. I because... can do it. I, I got mine already. Okay, go ahead. So for the American League, the way I have it shaking out is, I think the Blue yeah. Jays. What were you going to say? Seattle. Seattle. Well, no, but they don't take. He said, "Who takes the last wild card?" I got Astros winning okay. the division. Mariners two. And I know the Rangers took it to the Blue Jays last night, but I still think the Rangers are in a bad spot with pitching right now, and there's not much you can fix on that front. I do like the little Evan Carter boost. And they, they beat him up pretty night. good yesterday. And, and I took the L on that one on multiple fronts. And they got to Bassett, but I still got the Blue Jays taking that third wild card. So that's my AL. National League right now, and obviously this is going to change like by the second. but Every day. Yeah. It's, for me, it's Cincinnati. I have the Reds getting in just based on schedule watching. I'm looking at schedules, and I've got the Reds. Where are we at right now? Two out, okay? San Francisco, one and a half. Miami, one and a half. Philly, Cubs, Arizona. I've got Cincinnati taking it from Arizona down the stretch. There's my, like, one little upset shocker right there. I love Arizona. I love that. I love Arizona. The Reds are an exciting team. That would be really fun to watch. And it's ironic that our caller's name was Ellie, and you picked the Reds. 
So did Ellie De La Cruz? Did Ellie De La Cruz just make his first appearance? Was that Ellie <laughs> calling in on AMP? Is he a big? Is Ellie a big? Ellie's amp? a big AMP guy. Yeah. I can't pick the Reds. Why? Only because I look at the Diamondbacks pitching, and yes, they're got to play five games. Yes, they have to roll out three other pitchers. But when you're trying to do this, you're only trying to go three and two the rest of the year, each five-game stint. They have mm-hmm. four or five-game stints left, and they want to go three and two each time. And you have a really good chance because you have Merrill Kelly, who has been pitching really well. Yes. And you have your boy, Zach. absolute Zach Gallen, without anything but a Z-A-C Zach. Mm-hmm. Like, this man is locked in and – He's just – I just think that combination is over the long haul of the last 20 games here, and this is exactly why I think the Giants will be, you know, will be the last of all those teams. I think they'll finish just ahead of the Padres, way out of it. Yeah, but, no, I, I have the Giants out. Yep. But I really think it's between Arizona and Miami, but I think Arizona's getting in. Miami's a tough See, that's where too. that's where I came in. I think Miami, man. I've been I've been kind of on that. Okay. If Solaire comes back and he can hit on top of their their rotation, if Sandy comes back and is is a Ooh. a little bit of a form of of what he had, I don't think that will happen. But I mean, they can do anything. They've got some some big guns, and if Solaire can provide that pop, I, I think they can do some damage there. They've got a good back end of their bullpen. Uh, and then in the American League, give me Toronto. I've been on them all year long. I do love Bassett, so I got a little bit beat up last night too because I root for him. He's an Ohio boy, uh, one of the best teammates you'll ever have. Um, but I think I still love what Toronto can do, uh, and I'm a fan. I think Gosman might be the most underrated pitcher in the American League. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's nasty. So give me, give me the Blue Jays and the Marlins sneaking it out. Okay, so we both we're looking at each other like, should we tell him? Should we tell him? And it's a little what? bit of inside words. Sandy? Well, with the Marlins, Sandy and Jorge Soler we spoke to someone with the Marlins. It doesn't sound like either of them are coming back for the regular season, oh. period. Just today. So we gotta make to it without we just talked to someone today, and that's two big losses. So here, and I'll give you this real quick, just for context. The Marlins right now are in the midst of a series against the Smoking Hot Brewers. Then they have the Braves this weekend, the Mets next week, the brewer, the Brewers again, again the weekend after that, then Mets and Pirates to finish. Okay. Diamondbacks. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. That's a tough schedule. <laughs> tough. Okay. Here, rank this. Diamondbacks. They're in the middle of a Mets series. Cubs this weekend. Giants next week for two. Then Yankees, White Sox. Okay, a little bit of a break, although the Yanks are not a pushover right now. They, they were. finished with yeah. they were. And they finished with the Astros, who I think probably it'll be tight enough that they'll still have to, you know, be playing some serious ball. Reds have Tigers starting tonight, <laughs> Mets this weekend, Twins early next week, Pirates, Guardians, Cardinals. And that is why I have the Reds just sneaking what, what is, one out there. What's the Giants schedule? Who cares? They're not making it. They're not. <laughs> no. hey, well, I believe in that. I believe in that. You believe in Farhan, but he can't make any down. moves. Yeah. They're, they're they're smart, though. I'm disappointed in, in your boy Farhan, though. No, they, the, they're the strength, smart. But... The strength of schedule is important. The strength of schedule is important, and that's why I – and, and I'm obviously leading up. I'm maybe burying the lead. If the Diamondbacks get in with their two pitchers that they are going to ride and they make it through this stretch of playing plus 500 teams, I am – I'm not going to – 
I'm yeah, I'm gonna get some plus money. I'm get some plus money. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. It's a good time to look MGM. at futures. It's a yep. good time to look at futures right now. Real quick, and then we'll get out of here. San Francisco's playing the Guardians right now. They have the Rockies for four into the weekend. That's good. But then the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers next week. That's a four gamer against the Dodgers. Then the Padres, who are just so loose, loving life right now. Last night, and then the Dodgers again. So that's that's not easy. I might, I might right. love and your Reds if they can pull this off. <laughs> just trying to sell the case. Plus, we have big news about the Reds coming up on this show soon. Just Ooh. I continue to tease that, but I think we're going to announce it soon. Anyway, join AMP. Follow at Foul Territory if you want to be like Ellie De La Cruz or Ellie the Caller. And <laughs> call us and let us know your questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, all right. So um, for Wednesday's show, I won't be here. A one-day step aside. Um Yes, I know. So Kratzy will run the grass. ship. Oh, Kratzy's we do. the ship. Um, Pierzynski's back. Rich Roley will be hosting tomorrow. And Paul Seawald and Ken Rosenthal will be on the show. So you guys will be fine. You'll be in good hands. Jerry, did you have fun, dude? I did. It was great, man. This is a, this is a fun format and, and so, you know, down to earth. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And then we always do the music, just like the award ceremony, to play us off. So it's great. But yeah, yo, you were awesome. Great to have you, obviously invite you back um would love to have you Appreciate again it. and uh cheers to everyone thanks for uh, watching listening whatever and we not me will see you on wednesday on ft live it's gonna be like lord of the flies on here we're gonna have just <laughs> fires in the corner like we're not gonna know what to do scott's gone <laughs>